0: We back. Hey guys, welcome badass to the, uh, to uh, here it is, the badass podcast, podcast, kicking a little bit different today. We're going live with special guests. Hey, Toe. What up, what up, what up? Huh, what? I know. I know we big time now. <laughs> we got King Sexy himself, Anthony Walker. I had to uh, step off the throne for just a second. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I'm hang out
1: with my boys.
0: We had to pull him away from doing UFC, so he's here, finally hanging out with us. <laughs> so his agent let him hang out
1: with us. So, yeah, Anthony, tell a people about yourself. I am, I'm Anthony Walker. I am a uh, member of uh specifically SureDog Radio Network. Host a couple shows there, do some board hopping. Big MMA, boxing guy. Uh, work with these gentlemen at Boxing Burn. That's is right. one of the trainers. Uh, good friends with these gentlemen. And uh, they said, hey, uh, Josh is somewhere getting his man bun treated. There you go. And uh, right. that hey, means gosh. I had to step in, fill in for from, from my man, and here, here we are. Here we go.
0: Good. you also created Krav Maga, which I didn't even know was a thing until I met Anto, and uh, he was showing us a few moves the other day. Insert clip
1: here. Yeah, it's yeah. fun. Yeah, it would be yeah. nice to have a
0: little clip go. right there. <laughs> <laughs> there Anto,
1: kick it butt. But yeah, so tell us how you got involved with, with Krav Maga. Um, well, actually, it—I've been had been doing martial arts for a long time. Did some uh, taekwondo, a little, a little bit of kung fu, but it had been it been some years since I'd really been involved with anything. And uh, there was one incident where I was with my then-girlfriend at Howard Homecoming. Shout-out, H-U. Hey. Uh, <laughs> B.C. in the building. Uh, so so we, were, um, we were going down the street, and this guy tried to grab her hand as we're holding hands walking down the street. And needless to say, I'm a man with pride and a temper that uh, raised my ire. There you go. And, you know, it was about to hit the fan, and he had, like, four of the guys with him. And they were like, what are you going to do, little man? And I was like, let's get it. Uh-huh. And I'm, you know, and I start going toward the guys ready to ready to fight. Uh, she's pulling me back, and, and her best friend, and they just they they just kind of made me think of you know something beyond the moment, right. and was like, stop, let's go home. And I stopped, I went home. But then later on, I got pretty like scared when I thought about it, and I was like, man, I I was fully prepared to die as long as I took one or two of them out, but. It's like that's not really worth it. I want to be better prepared for a situation like that. So I started looking into other martial arts to, to try out, and there was a Krav Maga school that was not too far from me, and I figured let me give it a try. And read about it in the Black Belt magazine once or twice, and I figured yeah, let me step in there. And, and you know, I, I was very fortunate to get into a very good school with a very good instructor. Shout out to Chris Torres. Um, yeah, so it was it was a good time, man. Great experience for me. As yeah, how about that? How'd you get to LA from uh, DC? I actually uh, came here because of a relationship. Oh, how oh, nice. Uh, well, that, oh, nice. well that's a, a big former head. relationship. Oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That didn't last too long when I got Sounds back out. That. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so I got out here because of a relationship, and then once that split off, I, I just found other reasons to stay. And I, I was gonna go back to DC, and I was determined, like, all right, you know, going back to DC, going back home, because I, I. I I really don't like LA so much as a city. I'm not a big fan of it. But but I said, hey, um, I'm here. If I leave, I'm never coming back. So let me give it a couple of months. And in that couple of months, started a podcast with my boy Jules uh, called Fight Nights. And then we started gaining a little traction. And I was like, all right, I'll stay for this. That's good. Fight Nights, tell us more about that one. Uh, So Fight Nights was was the original thing that that started me into podcasting. Uh, My buddy and I met watching UFC 185 and we were gathered around talking about it with a couple friends and then everybody just gathered around us to listen to what we were saying for like an, a, another hour after the event was over yeah. happened again when we saw another fight happened a third time when we it's saw another way. fight together and then we was like hey let's, let's just start a podcast let's record yeah. our conversations put it out there we put it out there um, we we started having a little traction in Brazil, oddly enough. I, <laughs> that's, I don't, yeah, that's it always plays Brazil. Yeah, and we where our these. main group is from. My <laughs> main baby is Brazil. It was crazy. Like we started getting all these comments in Portuguese on our <laughs> Facebook page, and I I had no idea what anybody was saying, but apparently people liked us. Right. Uh, and then I had a buddy uh, named Todd Martin, who's a writer for SureDog.com and been there for years. Uh, me and we had been in contact after you know after he graduated. Um, just stayed in touch with one another and he heard the podcast, he liked it and then he put uh, T.J. DeSantis who's the uh, program director at Sherdog sure Radio Network, put him on to it and we, we linked up and started, uh, we added Fight Nights nice to Sherdog sure some months later and then once Fight Nights nice was, was pretty much discontinued on Sherdog, sure they retained me and you know, I've been hopping around from show to show and got credential for UFC 214, I'm just kind of bouncing around and just getting my feet wet in, in MMA journalism, so yeah. been a been a great experience so far. What'd you think about your UFC 214? Oh man, that was a hell of a card. I mean, just just the what it what it said on paper was amazing, and it's rare that the cards that that come come look, looking great on paper, uh, you know, shape up to be something amazing when it actually plays out, and it yeah. did. And, and granted, I could be a bit biased. I mean, I was 15 feet away from the cage right, for right, the title right. fights, and to see you know great fighters like Chris Cyborg. To see John Jones, perhaps the greatest fighter of all time. Daniel Cormier, a shoe-in for second greatest life heavyweight of all yeah, time. And Tyron Woodley, to, to see these guys fighting so up close and, and to really feel what those hits were like, to see the action and everything, I mean, that that was invaluable. I, I can't wait to get back, back nah. out there, man, and get it in some more. Yeah, so you
0: said you got here because of a relationship. Yes, I did. Well, somebody else just took a big step. In their relationship. Oh, yeah. Eddie, he Annie. Got, hey, hey, just got engaged. Guy, okay. Shout out. I don't know if we should mourn or if we should clap. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a joyous
2: occasion. It's, 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 a, it's a joyous
0: occasion. That's what he has to it's, say. It's, <laughs> 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 All right. Jake, we love you. I hope you don't watch this episode. So, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, more to come so, yeah. So, yeah. You got engaged. Um, yeah. So, just tell us like a, a little bit about that. The story behind that. Uh, so, when I moved out here, I moved out here for a
2: stand Right. did not want a relationship at all. The relationship was the last thing I met Jakey the first month I was here. Within the first month. Yeah. We met on the beach, made out that night. That's all it was going to be. That's right? We started hanging out as friends. Next thing you know, we're just together all the time. We couldn't be apart from one another. I was like, I'm about to get a relationship.
0: <laughs> a relationship <laughs> yeah.
2: So, but finally around January, you know, like, we, we settled in like, hey, like, this is a relationship. We're in. <laughs> Let's Brilliant. go at it all the way. So uh, since January, everything's been going great. She, we never fly. I'm, I'm calm and at peace all the time. She lifts me up. I lift her up. It's yeah. cool. She's the one. that's prepping Everything it's just nice and beautiful. It was time to do it. So I did it. Like, she's the one.
0: I it's think not- what was more significant about your story is how you got the ring. So tell oh, the people about yeah. the actual ring story key was actually when, when we came over this weekend, because we yeah. came back for it. She was telling me about how she thought the ring was sold, and the back and forth for the ring, so just go into yeah, everything. So,
2: so like I said, we met on 4th of July last year, right? Okay. Um, so 4th of July this year, uh, we're in San Diego. Uh, Jaquie works for a comedian, so we're, uh, she's an assistant for it, and so we're around a show. The next day, we meet up with her boss's uh, uh, family her aunt has a ring, all right? She's showing off a ring I got this herself and everybody's looking at me.
0: She going low. Yeah. Like, oh! So i it, like, yeah, <laughs> it That's never going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I'm just joking around about it. Yeah. But I
2: secretly, behind the scenes, like, I tell myself, if I'm able to pull off and get the money for this ring, that's a good sign. Yeah. I, I get it. I worked hard. I, I found the money to get it. I got the ring and I had to hide it yeah. So her, her boss ended up saying, Hey, my aunt called me. Uh, he, she sold the ring, it's gone. So Keys text me, oh she sold the ring, yeah. oh, don't worry about it. I was like maybe I can get one at Ross, you know. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, little did she know that I had it, she didn't totally do her off. Yeah. So when she went to go open that box and made it even more of a like a surprise. It's the ring she wanted. Yeah. It's everything was perfect. Like every all her friends were there. First thing we did
1: when we met, we played, played that game cornhole. Yeah. Go up it with the sandbags yeah. and toss it in there. So. Oh, that's my feelings.
0: They actually right there. That's that's. That's. Oh. All over the place. Perfect time. So that's the way the world works. There it works. is. There you go. Uh, so I ended up getting that game, that cornhole
2: game, so we could play. That's how I proposed. I hid the ring within the cornhole game. She goes to pick it up, you pick up the sandbag. She finds the ring, boom, right there. Oh nice. Exactly what happened. Boom, it worked out perfectly. She found it. She was surprised. She was like, "What is this?" She saw the ring that she wanted that she thought was gone and sold and lost for her forever was right there for her. And, uh, her face yeah. lit up. Right there, I asked her to marry me. She said yes. She Thank out. goodness, because oh,
0: otherwise that would have been. <laughs> <laughs> I was like,
1: how am i to get that money back? Like, oh, <laughs> refund. <laughs> yeah, so it was, it was a beautiful occasion. Uh, I'm looking
2: forward to what we have to come. And, uh, good. Hopefully I get to keep watching fights.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, hey, as long as she amazing. tolerates it, man, that's one thing I love about my, my woman, man. Yeah. She's she's big in the fitness. So like she's she appreciates the fitness aspect of fighting and yeah. then she knows it's such a such a part of my life and you know my identity. That she'll never take that away from me. Now, now to the point where she actually looks forward to a lot of the fights. Oh, nice. She knows who the fighters are and stuff. Yeah, it must be nice. I wish my missus now could. Uh oh. Someone's sleeping on the couch. Uh, I think think at the end of the day, it's a good fight. So they don't have to be into it. As long as
2: they're supportive, understand what you like, and that's all that matters. And and
1: I, I think another good thing that you touched on, too, man, as far as you two building each other up. Like that's that's so underrated in a relationship, man. And yeah, I yeah. I think we've all had experiences where you're with somebody that like tears you down or yeah, yeah. or strips you of who you really are. Yeah, yeah. But it, it, it's so refreshing, man, to be with somebody that actually encourages you to be a better version of yourself, yeah, yeah. and you encourage them and the same. And that sort of partnership, man, that's invaluable.
2: Yeah, to be honest, it, it, it's it's affected me in all aspects. It affects me here at work. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm more open. I'm more myself with her. So I'm more myself here at work. I'm more myself on stage. I'm more so I have more confidence and I'm yeah. starting to see like, I don't have to hide these little things about me. Like, if somebody embraces it,
1: maybe not everybody will embrace it, but, yeah. you know, it confidence in let it out, so it's, it helps all aspects of my life, and it's a very important thing into a yeah, yeah it's, it's What do you mean? It's crazy. The right, the right woman will, right will open up your life, yeah. in, mm-hmm. like, in a way mm-hmm. that you can't even imagine. Yeah. So like I'll say I'll say that a lot of the success I've had lately with podcasting and with getting into journalism which is not the easiest field to just jump into you know the the success that I've had on that I know I, I wouldn't have it without the work I know I like there's no way that I would have had the confidence that would have had the, the peace of mind to yeah. go about my day and and do the necessary hard work it takes to get in those in these positions you know it, it's it's like when you go when you come home knowing that you're coming home to peace that you're coming home to to something supportive as opposed to a war zone or yeah, yeah. or just like you know cold stale just you know emotionless like you, you can't live like that you can't yeah. succeed like that
2: biggest word of that was peace yeah it's and peace that's what i found especially now since i have proposed i found even more of that that's good it's peace now. you're not gonna miss that worry about that you're all not all gonna all. miss the, the
0: yeah, what about all the all well, the, look shorts, it all up the scallywags what out
2: there. Girls, maybe, if spend, maybe if I spend seventy five on this drink and thirty five, maybe if I buy this drink, maybe uh, she'll uh, like
1: uh, uh, yeah, damn it. Uh-oh. damn man. Do I'm not I'll go missing out. Oh. Oh. Damn man. Oh yeah, oh yeah, man. That. Especially in L A. Even in L A. Yeah, man, tough. that's for the birds, man. Y'all can <laughs> have that. Y'all can have that. Anyway, get
2: more on that later on. Yeah, yeah. Let's touch back on city. So yeah. We gave you went to the fights.
0: That's Lomachico right, fight. that's right. So yeah, the reason I was late to Eddie's thing was because I was at the Microsoft Theater, which I gotta say, they really made it a nice event, uh, Fred Chico mariaga fight. Uh, it's a great card. A lot of the fighters were like unknown, but really good fights. Um, honestly, it was better than the main event. I think, uh, okay, so about Lomachico-Mariaga. I, I like Mariaga's uh, game plan. He kept his hands up. He uh, didn't take too much punishment. It got stopped because of a body shot. He couldn't continue, he got hit to the body pretty good. It was like a loud, you can hear it all the way in the back. He got and hit thugs. to the body, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He just knew that he was gonna feel that. And he couldn't come back out of the corner. But I think what we what we starting to understand is that uh, lomachenko Tingo's gotta either move up or he's gotta fight better competition. That's All it comes down to is he can't keep dodging Rigado and he, he's got to start thinking about standing up to fight with Mikey Garcia. Meanwhile, somebody just ate it real bad on <laughs> the day. <damn>. Yeah. <laughs> wow. wow i tell you what, this will be the last time we record outside. My man just ate I wish I could have seen this, but my man just ate it real hard. Anyway, little <laughs> so got to. He got to get better competition, whether that means moving up and fighting some better fighters or or taking the guys, Rigado or Garcia that's right in front of him right now, he can't keep fighting these journeyman guys who like potentially give him a fight, who show potential. At some point he's gotta step up and take a big fight.
1: But he's still so new in his professional career. That's true. Is it, I mean, what, what has he had, what, what has he had, like 12 fights or something? Yeah, place? he's got nine fights, so he's, he's now nine uh, not, Oh, one. not even nine, yeah. Right. he's not okay. and one
0: professional. He's had 396. He's 396 and one, and an average, an right. right? So, there's that. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Welcome that's down why down. you don't do uh, podcasts outdoors. <laughs> <laughs> We're learning, guys. This is a learning experience, for yeah, us. Even for you, you're learning about us and about fight life. And we learned about podcasting outside.
1: Yeah, you know. And we learned it's not a good idea. Highly on, unrecommended. <laughs> all the weather the weather's nice out here.
0: It is. And, and
1: I like this shot. Yeah, this is just a, a nice, nice little angle right and here. And I like where
0: we at. Unfortunately, LA traffic's the worst. Yeah, we're now, right in
1: front of Lincoln Boulevard. It's like yeah. the busiest street in Santa Monica. <laughs> <Yeah>. So, uh,
0: <laughs> So yeah. So, Loma Chico, he's got to take uh, better fights. Uh, and really, that's all it comes down to. Like, he's great. We all consider him one, to be one of the pound-for-pound pound greatest of all time already. His skills are off the chart. The only thing we haven't seen is, is him get tested yet. and That's what we're waiting on to see somebody actually push him and challenge him. Just see him get hurt. Just see him take a shot Did, did you see, him see how he responds. Ducking
1: body shots. Yeah. He, he ducked a body shot.
0: It's really unreal. What? His ability <laughs> is. And again, like I said, the statue of fighter, other than... Um, Maybe one or two guys he's fought have, have been high caliber fighters. They, they really haven't given him a, a fair fight so we'll see what the future holds. Like I said, Bob Arum needs to go ahead and make the deal down with Rigado, or with Mikey Garcia who I think could really yeah. That would Mikey, be I soft, think is too, and it's too in his eyes. Cuz his fundamentals is so, oh, are so are technically so silent. serious man. So like Cuz
1: like cuz like, your man your man had fought Lomachenko for Saturday yes. uh with Mariaga. Mariaga. um yeah. I mean like you said he had the right game plan. It's yeah. like you, you, a guy who fights as unorthodox as Normachenko right. and does a lot of a lot of weird things You just got to fight that with fundamentals right and, and and you just keep your hands up You throw a jab yeah. you throw something else behind it and yeah. it's like aside from that There's really not much else that you can do right. to to figure out a puzzle like that Yeah, and, and Garcia yeah. showed man against Bronner yeah, if, if anybody's got a lock on fundamentals man uh, Garcia's the guy Yeah, yeah, he, he just was on phase I hey,
0: say in the same way Mama Chico hasn't been pushed I haven't seen anybody take Garcia out of his game plan. He gets the game plan, he sticks to it, he executes it perfectly. Like, he's, like everybody says, fundamentally sound, sharp jab, and always comes back to his face, never leaves himself open. Uh, it, it, what's funny about the two fighters that people are clamoring for him to get in the ring with, they think Rigado is too small. He usually fights at 118 and uh, Poma Chico's at 130. And then Mikey Garcia was fought all the way up to like 147. So obviously, he's bigger. So he'd have to come all the way down to 130 to fight Loma Chico. Or Loma Chico would have meet to the meet middle. him yeah. somewhere at 137, 135, somewhere in the middle. So it's really a strange dynamic. But at, the, at this point, Loma Chico actually needs a fight. I was at the Microsoft Theater, and uh, it, it wasn't even packed. It, 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 was, it wasn't a sold out venue. And that's not even Staples or like Vegas. So he's, he's not even selling out. One of the smaller venues in la which is a major market which yeah is, major is, boxing is, market yeah but it's Black, a major,
1: huge boxing right, market yeah which says a lot um but how how poorly was it promoted in la because that's true too quite honestly i didn't realize that it was going on in la i knew lomachenko was fighting but yeah. i had no idea it was in la so, yeah. you know i was i was at the um i was at that same that same venue or right by that venue yeah. uh, for one of the 214 press conferences and not one poster I saw about right, it, it outside was of... Like not one thing about it yeah. where you think like, you know, yeah. I'm I'm sure Top Rank was more focused on on the money driven from uh, from ESPN ad revenue right. or something right, like yeah, that. Right. But I mean, you got to fill up the arena when you yeah. can, and yeah. and if you want to make a big star, you got to have a big gate. Right. Yeah. And Lomachenko right. is is an otherworldly talent, and yeah, it yeah. should be acknowledged when you see the gate receipts. I I got, I got a, um, a you know acquaintance of mine. Uh, shout out my man, Hugo. What um, up, Hugo? <laughs> yeah. I'll so, tell you, <laughs> Hugo was was on Facebook showing pictures, and it was like, hey, I got moved down like like yeah. five different sections yeah. because, you know, it's thanks, really L.A. Good. for not showing yeah, up. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> that shouldn't happen at a right. fight
0: with a guy the caliber of Lomachenko. Agreed. Agreed. So, yeah, that's, that's really um, the fight out there. Uh, Lomachenko was one of the fights. And I want to speak to you about... Uh, the Bisping Luke Rockhold and then GSP fight. Yeah. So there's a, a little bit of an interesting dynamic here because Rockhold thinks that
1: Bisping shouldn't have the title. Is that am I am I correct? I, in that? I, I under, yeah, Bisping um, has had the title now. When the, he won it at uh, UFC 199 against Rockhold, he knocked him out in the first round. I was there for that, but I was at the forum actually. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh. Um, so he knocked him out, and then afterward he fought Dan Henderson. In England, I want to say it was about three, four months later. Uh, he fought him, beat him in a really close decision, and Dan Henderson was ranked outside of the top ten. Oh, and that okay. was that was kind of a gift fight. Right, right, right. Um, you know, Dan Henderson definitely did not it's earn not a you know a right. legitimate title shot when it comes to you know spew, a pure sporting you know merit. Right. Um, but anyway, Bisping hasn't fought since and there has been a backlog of contenders at 185. We've seen Jacare, who was like the next obvious one up in line, and Romero, Nate, you know, so Jacare gets knocked out by Robert Whitaker, right, then, who yeah. then fought Romero, who now is the interim, you know, middleweight champion. And this whole time, Rocco hasn't fought, and he's yes. scheduled to fight David Branch in a few weeks. That's right. um, but it, it's, it's like Bisping has kind of held up the division. Part of it is understandable because they're seeing money fights happening. You're seeing guys like Connor call the shots and, and whatnot. But at the same time, like all these divisions are getting clogged up. And this is the most exciting 185-lbs look forever. I mean, when Anderson Silva was the 185 pound champion, he lorded wow. over that division so hard yeah. Yeah. That, that it was like, everybody else looked pretty bad, yeah. you know? And now we've seen a good contender in Gegard Mousasi leave the UFC, go to Bellator, oh, wow. um, seen Jacare get knocked out, as I said before. Uh, David Branch has come back, which is a good thing. But it's just, if Bisping was fighting the the people he was supposed to fight when he was supposed to fight them, a lot of this wouldn't be going on. And now GSP is coming back, which... You know, and that that opens up a whole another can of worms because GSP, who previously was refusing to fight at 185 when the the super fight with Anderson Silva was being floated out, when he right. was, they were both long reigning champions yes. uh, in their primes, and he said, I can't make that weight, you know, without you know, this this big amount of sacrifices. That now he sees Bisping is the champion, now he wants that fight, and. You know, he's not fighting Tyron Woodley. It's like, you're coming back and you were the welterweight champion. If you're not going to take a two-note fight at welterweight, right. you should be fighting Tyron Woodley, who's a champion. Right. That fight's apparently off the table now. Like, I think it's just, it, it, it shows a great deal of um, fuckery is probably the best word I can use to describe <laughs> there it. There we go. And, and, I, and I get it. I get it. It's a business. That is a The UFC way. just got bought out by WME IMG for right. like, 4.2 billion dollars right. and they got to make some of that money back so they're trying to put on these big fights right. but I think right. a lot of the a lot of the pure sporting aspect of what we should expect from the number one mixed martial arts promotion in the world right. is being lost in translation so speaking of Tom I'm glad you brought him up Yeah. the dynamic between him and Dana what's your take on oh, that oh poisonous um, poisonous like I and now I was at the post fight presser for 214 and yeah. I shouldn't have been amazed by this but I was in stunned stunned just just pure amazement that dana white is up there just riding on woodley yeah. in this post fight presser and it's like you you know you got to promote this guy later right yeah. you know and i and i've been I've, I've made you know a little bit of the rounds talking about this because i think there's there's a certain race element to this too with the way fans and promotion perceives tyron woodley yeah. um you know, and I, you know, and I'm not going to get into that unless that's the direction we want to go in. Yeah. Which, hey, I'm I'm it. I, um, um, yeah. I, like, I like I like yeah. I like to have Yash here to, to have a counterpoint because he's yeah. like a resident UFC guy. Yeah. So I mean, I'm sure me and Josh will we'll definitely we'll definitely rap about this. Um, yeah. You know, got the X shout out. Oh yeah yeah. Shout out <laughs> to the people <laughs> on his set. Know, you know, that's right. Yeah. So so yeah, I'm, I definitely am pretty outspoken on a lot of that stuff, but. Yeah that aside I think it's I think it's pretty silly if you're gonna if, if you're gonna sell us an event later on Tyron Woodley is 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 on the card you want people to buy it right, right. Yeah, yeah. so you may not want to talk bad about the guy yeah. especially considering the matchups that he's been given and what hes been, what he's been able to do with that Damian Maya is one of the sickest guys ever on the ground in mixed martial arts history Woodley did the smart thing by not fighting his fight. That's like true. I don't, I don't understand what it is. Like obviously, if they're gonna ride that hard against him yeah. in a victory, how hard are they gonna ride for him in defeat? Exactly. Mm. Yep. You That's know, true. and his his best negotiating tool is that belt. Keep yeah. that belt. Get your money. Yeah. Case closed. Yeah. So it's
2: the same thing with Demetrius. He, he doesn't have the most exciting fights. They're boring fights, but he's winning.
1: And yeah. you and he does finish a lot of his fights. DJ, yeah. I mean, would he just finish Wilson Hayes um, some months back? Like he literally snatched the guy out the sky and just beat the crap out of him yeah.
0: and well, he choked him out.
1: <laughs> and, I mean, like DJ is amazing. And, and, and this is—it's funny too that you bring up DJ because yeah. um, the next UFC pay-per-view, which is going to be on the 9th of September, I believe, uh, UFC two hundred and fifteen. So the headliners are Amanda Nunes versus Valentina Shevchenko and oh, Demetrius Johnson versus Ray Borg. Great fights. However, the two champions that will be defending their belts also were just destroyed publicly yeah, by yeah. Dana White. Yeah. So now, after you just called out, you called out Demetrius yeah, Johnson for not accepting the fight that you said he should have accepted, and right. you went out publicly to to lambast him. And you publicly called Amanda Nunes heart in the question when she had—I don't know—she had trouble making weight, or what well, she made the weight. But she, apparently, she wasn't feeling well the day of the fight and whatnot. So yeah, that might cause a big headache for for the for the company and for promotional purposes. But if you do plan on promoting these guys again, don't talk shit about them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it kind of—it makes kinda, sense. Yeah. It just makes all the sense in the world. So now you've got an event with these two people headlining. And you want people to buy it, but you don't talk shit about them. Yeah, now not, you're not, but weeks train. ago. Yeah. Up, so now, so now, so now you're gonna get on the commercial and say the best pound for pound fighter in the world, Demetrius Johnson, yeah, and, and the most destructive uh, female fighter in 135, and Amanda Nunes. You pick, pick a narrative. Yeah, it's gonna be you tough. You want the narrative that's gonna make you money, or you want yeah. the the narrative that that's gonna be a low shitty pay per view buy ring? Yeah.
0: We had an interesting discussion on Facebook about a narrative. Oh, yeah. Of uh, Colin Kaepernick. Hold on, let me let me
1: let me let me polish off the X right here. <laughs> That's make what
0: sure we call they get the X on this hat. A segue. That's what we call a So, so yeah, God, we we discussed it again. <laughs> I like the segue. That was nice. And, and again, again, we would like to have Yash here because he sees things just a tad bit differently than me and Anto. Yeah, just a little bit. Uh, just a little bit back to the story. Uh, Colin Kaepernick took the 49ers to the Super Bowl just a few years back. Uh, broke my heart. He took my Falcons down. Scored a touchdown to to Super Bowl. They ended up losing that Super Bowl, but ever since then he's been on a downward trajectory, and now he's out of the league. A lot of part, a, a large part of that was production. He didn't finish strong, but another part of that, which um, seems to be the main narrative, is that Colin Kaepernick has to be, uh, happens to be pro-pro um, activist. He has to be pro-black rights, um, pro or against uh, police brutality. And uh, he's, very, he's made some very outlandish statements, I guess you could call them outlandish. He's very, made some very strong statements, whether it be with his uh, shirts, stuff he said in the media. And again, um, me and Anto seem to, seem to agree that his heart is in the right place and what he's trying to accomplish is in the right place. But he's been blacklisted by the NFL because he has a position. A good friend of mine said uh, they're using colonism as a, as a uh, make an example out of him, that you can't really make a political statement and still be able to do your job, which we find to be just, uh, it's just ridiculous. Like you should be able to have a job and, and to be able opinion. to have your own opinion at be all person. So yeah, I mean, what do you guys weigh in on, on this? I don't know enough about it, but you should be able to have your own opinion. It shouldn't
2: affect whether or not you.
1: It it yeah, there, there's so many angles to dissect the shit out of this. <laughs> there's so many ways to shred this up. First Damn. off, I wanna I wanna um, I wanna attack this narrative of patriotism uh, being being so closely aligned with yeah. with racist ideals. Um, and I, and I think the two are so intertwined in a case like this because patriotism has led people has led black people, brown people people, people of all these different colors increased to go fight in American wars, fight for their country and do all this. And I understand people are offended by the flag being disrespected, but I'm going to shut all that shit down. Yeah. You know, it's not about the flag being disrespected. It's about, this is, this is, a this is about someone standing up against a system. You know, this is an excuse to deflect from the issues of trying to change the system itself. Now, because these people that were screaming about patriotism, their their ancestors were not screaming about patriotism when when black people that were coming home from the war were being lynched in full uniform, and they fought for this country, and they you know and they bled and they took bullets and stab wounds and lost body parts for this country, yet they came they came home to Jim Crow laws and getting lynched. So don't preach to me about about disrespecting uh, 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 yeah disrespecting I the flag know, because the I think that's more it. disrespectful to the flag than taking a knee. Right. And keep in mind soldiers, you know, that are they're out defending our freedoms across the world and whatnot, um, don't they defend the freedom to protest? That's right. The freedom to have your own your own thinking ability and, and freedom of speech. That's right. So that's wouldn't it isn't it isn't it the most American thing in the world yes. to protest? To say I am upset by the way things are happening, and I want to stand up for myself about it—that is the most American ideal. That is the ideal that founded this country. That is it. That is it. Yeah. And 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 please, please, everybody listening, please. <laughs> All two if, of if, you. If, if one, yeah, if if. if, if if another one of you motherfuckers <laughs> Decides that you want to bring up Martin Luther King As if I mean, Martin Luther King wouldn't have stood for this yeah, yeah. Fuck off with a broomstick please yeah, yeah. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever Martin Luther King was an agent of change Because he disrupted things that's true. He was disruptive Protest is something that's meant to be disruptive right. And if the level of disruption comes from Someone just kneeling down right. Quietly kneeling down Shut the hell up. Don't <laughs> yeah, say nothing to me about that. Yeah.
2: MLK had a million people. marching. Yeah, yeah, he had yeah marching, Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah, yeah so, so and it, and oh, it's and it's so amazing <laughs> to me because, all right, so now so now, you know, granted, if there's a riot going on, that is not good. That is not a good look. That does not help anybody's cause. Although there's, there's an understandable amount of anger and yes. frustration and resentment that builds up to lead to that point, point. Right. and that's a topic for another day. Right. But if you want to complain about a riot, I get it, right. it's destructive, it's not good for society. All right, fine. All right, so other ways to protest, All right, let's hold a rally. Oh, you're, you're blocking traffic, right. you're being disruptive. Right. Oh, you're, you're singing, you're marching, you're doing, being disruptive. Yeah. You, you kneel, you're being disruptive. So, so if you got something to say against the way Colin Kaepernick chose to protest, please, nah. ho- give me a suggestion. <laughs> How? <laughs> so, and don't no say way. no stupid shit about, oh, he should say said something at the press conference that four people watch. No. Nah.
0: come on now write a strongly worded letter he should have wrote a strongly worded letter to
1: your congressman and and, and why these people not even talking about the fact that this this show of patriotism uh nfl games is purely a show the the defense the department of defense actually pays the nfl to display all this stuff to have the national anthem to have you know, uh, uh, the bands come out. They're representing different branches of the military and twenty-one gun salutes and all that. The military is, pays yeah. for that. Yeah. That is paid marketing, uh, and you, you fools, you, you, are standing up for that. Yeah. You might as well stand up for a Coca-Cola commercial <laughs> because <laughs> it's the same thing. It is yeah. advertisement. Yeah. Same
2: green
1: money, yeah. That's it. Advertisement. It's about green and nothing else. Yeah. So let, let's let's knock this off. Man. The
0: semantics. All about Kevin. And- I hope he gets the job again i hope he gets a job I hope he takes the team to a super bowl and just rubs it in all the owners noses because yeah he's just making a statement and trying to make an example out of him uh, and I, I just don't agree with it and like like i said it's just a deflection from the reality uh, there's an issue with police brutality and kaepernick is trying to raise awareness about that and he did it it, it worked and people don't like it and, and instead of being like we don't like it. They say, oh, his production went down, or he's yeah. an idiot for wearing a T-shirt. Nah, this is not. it's not about that. It's totally yeah. not. These are just minor antidotes to the larger narrative. And we got murderers, rapists, domestic yeah, exactly. abusers. And nobody says we, we In we, the NFL. We brushed that aside. R- we, Raleigh we, Cooper. As long as, yeah. Oh, Raleigh Cooper. Oh. And yeah, the dropping, he made. Dropping M-bombs. Yeah. Absolutely. Dropping and M-bombs he, like David Duke. And he's still <laughs> And it's fooling the NFL. He's still playing. Nobody said it. Nobody, like Nobody complaining about nobody that. Nobody took a knee. Nobody had anything to say. I was totally fine and dandy. But yes, a guy, and as you mentioned, it's a peaceful protest. It's not like he was out there, like, dancing on the flag or something. Yeah. The guy was just taking a knee. You took a knee. Just meditated. You're sitting there. Not, it wasn't anything that people will find to be offensive other than they, they want to find the reason. They want to find a reason.
1: Do yeah, you remember in the, in the NBA something like that happened? Yeah. Um, I can't I can't remember the player's name, yeah. but he was I know he was he was a Muslim player, mm-hmm. and he he didn't want to salute the flag or do the national anthem. I forget yeah. which, whichever yeah. one it was, yeah. and I remember him getting like the the NBA was okay with him not being out there for for the uh, yeah, national oh, yeah, anthem, yeah. but what he ended up doing like I think what ended up getting him ball was that. <coughs> excuse uh, me mm, damn that would, that's not a good look sneezing on the no. podcast that is not a good well, look well you're human too and are you you are human so these things got that is true that is true damn. but yeah but but I think what got him out was you know perceived disrespect which what he was doing I can understand people being, being feeling disrespected when you have the option to just not be out there and you're not that's necessarily protesting against anything but he would come out there and would make sure he was sitting down on the bench you know he was you know seeing like Kind of like walking around, and it yeah. is kind of shuffling around, and yeah. an the unnecessary display. Gotcha. But we have somebody that was standing up for something that is a very just cause. Because I, along with pretty much every other minority in yeah. the country, has been, you know, has has been the the subject of uh, improper police conduct, okay. and yeah, it's something that needs to be stood up for. Absolutely, absolutely. That, we don't want to go into. Yeah. On a program, yeah. Sorry, man. I kind of I kind of went off. But on
0: we that. had that. Absolutely fine. We we had a a situation where we had to address it. had to be addressed.
2: Anto- opinion and that's the
0: whole point of That's why it's the badass funcast podcast. Get treated
1: with respect the out here man, in the Santa sir. Monica yes. streets. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> Thug, get out
0: here, thugging in Santa Monica <laughs> So hold on. Let's move on to a little lighter subject. Here's
2: the badass funcast podcast. We talk about fights, fun, fitness, everything in general. You got the Spider Man shirt on what you think of the
1: I loved homecoming. I loved homecoming. Tom Holland was an incredible Spider-Man. He was an incredible Spider-Man. I love the way that they've included him in the MCU. It's just, it's just perfect. It was just perfect. Like I saw some things were complaining about all the tech that he had in the suit, that it was like too much like Iron Man. But I think that was, that was. I think that was done intentionally. I think the purpose of that was to show that Spider-Man did not have a, a good grasp on his powers yet. And he's still a teenager. Yeah. They actually had Spider-Man be a teenager, and it wasn't Tobey Maguire with the, with the five o'clock shadow, pretending like he's still a <laughs> high school sophomore. Like it, it was like an actual and and Andrew Garfield too cool for school. Like was like yeah. the smoothest cat in the whole school. You yeah. mean to tell me he's the outcast? Come on now, bro. Like we're not buying it. Yeah, and, you okay. know, Tom Holland was perfect. I'm, I'm, it's yeah. it made me really really look forward to everything else the MCU has to offer. Yeah. I mean, they're batting a thousand right now. They can't be. Stop. The suit though,
2: if you see the way they set it up, with the suits talking, they actually set it up for a video game perfectly. Oh yeah. Uh, that's, if you've ever played a Spider-Man video game or any of those video games, they yeah. set it up with a suit that guides you to the walkthrough. That's exactly what's going on. I was like, that's a some video games yeah. right there. And I already right. wanted to play right. it. It has been done all of it. Yeah. Uh, and set it up perfectly for Infinity Wars and future. Uh, <laughs> man, I
1: can't wait for Infinity War. Yo, uh, oh, it's gonna be great. Did you see the um the leaked trailer of Infinity War on um on YouTube? So so like every year at Comic Con when they they view all these trailers, they apparently like you get into the hall where they they shut off. You know, they try to take all the phones or make sure they're off so people don't record these like these trailers. That they just want for Comic Con, but yeah. every year somebody, somebody sneak one the in. And they got the little, they got the little angle where they yeah. popping the phone <laughs> up like this and whatnot, yeah. and, and catch some little awkward shot of the, of the screen. So I watched it, and I, it looked good, but I have a hard time enjoying it because your man's shoulder was all in the way, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. crooked and whatnot. So I'm looking forward to the HD release, <laughs> and we can actually see the trailer the way it's meant to be. And they had footage from the Punisher show
2: oh,
1: um, right. that, that they that's haven't good. released yet. So they're probably going to do that after Defenders, which I think comes out next 18th, week. Yeah, oh. oh my goodness. Oh, well, Definitely. I will disappear <laughs> on the 18th and I will reemerge sometime <laughs> later <laughs> on the 18th yeah. after binging all the shows. Hey, and yeah. watching, ordering pizza
2: Oh yeah, on. I yeah, got like a few
1: Defender shirts too. I've got like probably 20 shirts altogether oh, of nice. the Defenders or they're the individual characters, so yeah. I'll probably rotate, I'll probably wear a different shirt every episode. Yeah, oh, you, you know. Go. there you go. Yeah, yeah, You know, I might do that, all right. That's a
2: That's a little too too in depth for me, I
1: don't it. yeah, And true. I know I <laughs> went too nerdy right there. Yeah,
0: I'm too, nerdy. yeah these dweebs I'm with, I dweebs. went and got these I'm nerds. the sexiest dweeb out here. <laughs> <laughs> I got some Defenders underwear, I just wear those, I have them all
2: on, I'll just keep that on the whole time.
0: Yeah, I, don't have, true, I got yeah.
1: some Avengers draws. Yeah, yeah, yeah some. Yeah, ain't nobody asking about that. Hey, yeah, right, hey, the ladies might hey, be no. wondering what type of draws does Big Daddy win? They just might be taking that. Uh, well, now, <laughs> you know. now, now you know. Now you know. you know, ladies. Now you
0: know. No need to go see for yourself. <laughs> now you My know. girl will cut you. Hey. <laughs> well, well, guys, I think it's a great yeah.
2: podcast. Absolutely. Ansel, thanks for stepping uh, in. Thanks well, Josh for having out. me. Josh will be back next week. Yep. We'll have Anto back again
1: yeah whenever just hit me up i'm always around
0: absolutely Thanks, uh no hey guys um just want to say farewell to usain bolt he retired vladimir klitschko's done no more anthony joshua fight he's done and timothy bradley they all said they all hung him up so best of luck to them in their future endeavors they have retired and uh yeah that's that's all i got today all i have for the show that's right. it guys, that's it for the Badass Podcast, we'll see you next time. Stay sexy Thanks y'all. Thanks for watching guys. Peace. Boom.